Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the D D motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This your boy Z Murray. What up, dog? This is Eshaw. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy DJ Paul KOL from 360 Young Dizzy Ball. Vice World. This your man Mastermind and Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. for his freedom your entire life. 
um, that's got to take a toll on you, man. What keeps you going? Uh, man, my, you know what? My father always is the saying that that he has, and man, he just always taught us to keep on swinging. You know, so you know you can't lay down. You got to keep trying, and that's just what it is. So if he's never gonna give up, I can't give up. We've been in the fight too long to, you know, to give up and turn back. Now we we in it to, to there's no more fight to be had. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It seems, um, you know, like your father uh, when he started trying to bring people together and, and uh, help people and, and um, you know maybe possibly get involved in the world of politics. That's when they started to really go after him. Um, he's uh, still looked upon as um, you know in a negative light, I, and he really he's he's been in there fifty years. I mean, he should be home. Why do you think there's such a negative stigma placed upon your father all these years later? Well, I, I believe for one, like you said, you know they didn't want him to ever get the power that he might have possibly been able to get. And, um, you know, once he said he wanted to model himself after Mayor Daly, who came from a street organization, and then he took his street organization and they moved into politics, and he said that he was interested in following those footsteps, and then he showed that it was possible for it to happen. You know, that's one reason I believe that, they gave the, neg- the negative stigma behind him because they didn't want to show him in a good light where he can um, maybe make that come into fruition. And also, you know, there's a lot of people out here in the streets that have a misunderstanding of who my father is. Like when you hear me saying growth and development, they think it's another name for gangster disciple. But growth and development was the movement that my father had started, like really in the 80s. He was teaching individuals that were in the prison system how to become a part of society so they can stop going to jail, so they can be a part of their families, be fathers to their kids and, you know, leaders in their community. And that that's what growth and development actually was. But before it was growth and development, it was gangster disciples. And there's some people that didn't make the transition and, you know, don't actually know what it is to make the transition. When, when, we were, when, when the work was being put in, people were – and the changes were being made, that's when they took my father and put him in the bottom of a mountain. And without the people leading the the movement and the change, you know, things kind of fell apart. Also, if you were trying to keep it together, then you were convicted for continuing criminal enterprise. So guys couldn't even step up to try to keep it going. They said it was gang activity when it was really trying to keep the activity going that was for the betterment of our community. So I think that plays a role in them keeping the stigma after all these years and don't want him to be seen as who he is and who he was going to become. Basically doing whatever they can to prevent him from having a positive impact on society. Um, it seems like they do that to peop- anybody that that has that type of, of power. you know. Um, and they also don't think a man can change. You know, like you said, your father, uh, you know, made made some uh, big changes. Um, it, 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 it's unfair. Uh, what is the the uh, you know prognosis of his case right now? Is there any um, 
you know, any new information? Well, what's going on with his case right now is that he qualifies to be released under the First Step Act, but it's up to the judge to decide if he, um, it's under the judge's discretion. So he qualifies, but the judge has discretion on whether he wants to have him, wants to let him be released. And, you know, the, the, the judge's beliefs have to be satisfied. He has to believe that he is a good person, that he's going to come back to his community and not take part as leader of a, of a criminal organization, even though he's 71 and is not interested in, well, he'll be 71 in a few days, but that he's 71 and he wouldn't be interested in being part of a criminal organization. He would only be interested in, for the betterment of his community, you know, to save some lives, to parks again, if he could make that happen or take part in making that happen. You know, it's, um, oh, boy, I kind of lost my thought on that, uh, on on the question in there. But, yeah, it's, okay, it's up, it was left in the judge's discretion, and the judge really doesn't know if he'll use his influence in a positive light. So, basically, that's where we at. We have to satisfy the judge and let him know that, and this this is this is a changed man. I mean, he was changing before he was sent away and after twenty five, twenty six years of being in pretty much solitary confinement, who would want to commit a crime and take a chance to be put back in that situation? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I mean I think he'd be a benefit to the community. Because, you know, uh he'd be able to help a lot of people and, and get them on a uh, straight path. Um, and they don't look at that. You know what? You know, I, I don't want to. They cut look you at something he did sorry, fifty but... years ago. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I was saying I didn't want to cut you off, but with all that being said, it, it's up to the judge to um, decide if he feels like he should be let out. You know, the law part, as far as the law is concerned, that's done. Now the judge has to make a decision as far as he wants to be, um, as far as him being released. So that's where it's at when you ask, like, where's his case at right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I really hope uh, you know he gets to come home with you guys, and you know. Uh, but you got a lot of people working on the case with you, uh, helping you. I recently had Dave Mays on. Um, he's talking about wanting to get involved. Uh, I know Kanye West, uh, Jay Prince, of course, has been uh, activating for your father um, for 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 many years. Um, you know, it's got to make you feel good to have those people in your corner. Oh, oh yeah, it's a it's a blessing. It really makes me feel like um, it's gonna happen. It's gonna take the community, you know. It's gonna take everybody to see that it's an injustice and to speak out and say that we don't want this injustice to keep going on. We want this man to come home. We want him to to make chance make changes. Really, we want him to get a chance to be with his family. I mean, he's done. He spent a lot of time in jail. It's people that have actually done heinous crimes with their hands and they're released. They've killed police officers, killed little kids, you know. This is actually a um a drug case. And as far as the state situation, they said that he made the call for a murder. And the actual guy who said that he did the murder was released. Like, why does he not get a um why does he not deserve an opportunity for a second chance after all this time? Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, um, it sounds like, I, I, I mean, definitely a, a political prisoner. Do they, um, 
uh, harass, does anybody harass you too or, or make your life miserable? I mean, just just going through life, being his son, like the feeling of being watched. Like I don't even know that I'm necessarily being watched, but the feeling of being watched and that, you know, I'm a criminal and, you know, certain times when I say my name and people are like, oh, you the you the gang leader's son and you know it's just um man it's a it's a it's a odd situation you know some a lot of people love him but then there's a lot of people who don't know who he is and they don't know how to take who it is I mean who I am and who I am or who he is like they don't know that I've been working for twenty plus years in construction I've been in the union I I graduated college I. I have a daughter that's grown. I have a son that's in school. She she went away to school. She's um, an esthetician, and you know, like we're regular individuals. We're tax paying. We're tax paying citizens. I learned how to society from my father. You know, he's the one that told me to stay away from from everything. So it's just odd living that life and then still being looked at as if you may be a criminal or something to that nature because of his name and the legend that they've made around him when actually people don't know him and know who he is or know who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago is, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful city. You know, um, I was born and raised in Berwyn and Cicero. So, you know, I'm, I'm not in Chicago, but I was close enough to where I can get to the good food, <laughs> you know, but, um, Oh yeah, that was close it, enough. It's, it's a city that um, has endured a lot, you know, for, for, for you know, well over 150 years, since it burned to the ground, literally, you know, but it keeps rising from the ashes, so to speak, you know, and um, I think when, when people think of Chicago, you, you got to think, you almost got to think of Larry Hoover in the same breath, too, because he's such a part of the city, you know, um, you know what? Like a larger-than-life figure. Al Capone, but he's a he's an okay legend, and Larry Hoover was trying to, you know, do different things. But go ahead. Yeah. No, but basically what I was just saying is, you know, he's one of the uh, important figures in Chicago history. You know, um, when they uh, write about your dad in history books, you know, um, how do you want him to be remembered in history? I mean, years from now. I want him to be remembered. You know what? I want him to be remembered similar to Malcolm X. He started out as Malcolm Little and turned into, well, he's not Malcolm X. So he started off as Larry Hoover, gangster disciple, and turned into Larry Hoover, leader of his community. You know, that, that's how I want him to be seen. The guy that took his his influence that he had, and which he used negatively as a kid because he didn't know any better and he thought that's what he needed to do to make it and be successful, seeing what what type of positive things he could do with people following him, and he changed it. And he, he changed it for the better. And, you know, he's a just as a leader that understood that if you knew better, you do better. And when he found out, he did better. So I just want him to be known as a as a leader of his people, a leader of his community. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, Jay Prince, he, um, you know, this is another uh, leader 
himself. Has he been kind of like a, um, a older brother to you over the years? Yeah, yeah. Jay, Jay Prince has been around for a long time. Jay Prince came around when we started doing concerts in the 90s, and he was impressed to see that we were doing like a – we used to do it at the um, – at the amphitheater, and so he was, excuse me, impressed to see that we had such a large crowd of people, and it was a peaceful event, and everything used to go smooth, and he he, he just had to know, like, who were those people that were putting those things together, and since then, we built a relationship, and that relationship turned into family, you know, so, yeah, he's just been there in my corner, and uh, my whole family's corner, you know, helping over the years, and and just being a blessing. Yeah, I, I remember uh, 106, they used to have Ghetto Boy Radio. Um, right around the time Resurrection came out. And, uh, you know, they uh, it was a big thing. You know, they came out with the caskets and everything. And and uh, what was it like to hear your dad um, on a Ghetto Boys album release at that time? You were just a young man at that time. I'm, yeah, I, I was excited and I was impressed. You know, that's kind of what helped. Some of that is some some of those things were the things that guided me to be the person that I am. You know, he he was on the Ghetto Boys album, in which I was a big fan of the Ghetto Boys before I met Jay Prince. Like, cause I used to pick the acts for the show. So, me to be a fan of the Ghetto Boys, and then we actually had shows with the Ghetto Boys, and I really got to meet him and know him, and then for my father to be on the album, I mean, like, it was like, wow, I don't even know how to explain it. And then the things that he said on the album would show who he was, like, made me even prouder to say that, man, this is my father right here, and he's, you know, he's he's speaking knowledge to the people. Yeah. Yeah, he's dropping jewels right there on the, on the um, album. That's one of the best Ghetto Boys albums uh, in the discography, too. Definitely was yeah. good to test the time. Um, just not, I think it was a few days ago uh, I saw you in TMZ um, talking about Drake and Kanye, uh, you know, uh, squashing everything. How's that turning out? You haven't seen any of the Instagram pages? Well, right, I now, see, I right see, now, now. I did see the picture of you, Jay yeah. Prince, and Drake, so that's definitely a good sign. No, no, you didn't um, see the picture of Jay Prince, Jay, um, Drake, and Kanye? No, I didn't see yeah. that one. I, okay. I have to look, I have uh, to yeah, look for that one. Yeah, you got you to gotta see it's out there. Right now, man, everything is good, and and it's happening at this point. It's happening. Oh, that's beautiful. So December, December, December 9th, you'll see them together, and we go all um, advocate for for Free and Larry Hoover. We're going to get the word out to as many people as we possibly can, and then the word is going to go further from there. we got to let the world, we got to let the powers that be know that we want Larry Hoover in our community, and that's going to be a big way to do it. Plus, we want them to show that as as people of the community, we can come together in peace, and I would like for it to turn into a trickle-down effect for other entertainers and what have you out there in the community. You know, we don't need to we don't need any more, um, not that it was over the music, but we don't need Young Dolph situations. These guys should be superstars that we can love and look up to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
Rest in peace to Young Dolph. That's horrible. Um, yeah, rest in just peace. Just, you know, uh, tragedy. Yeah. We don't need any did more you, of those. Not, did period. you know Dolph at all? No, he, he met my, my mother and what have you. You know, but no, I haven't met him. Some of my people have, you know, known him, but regardless of that, we don't need any, you know, any of that to happen. Not from entertainers, not from young men in the streets. But with him being like a, 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 a let me see, he, he stands out in the community. He made it. There's no reason for him to be murdered in the streets. He's the one that can help bring people from his community out the streets. Like, we shouldn't take away from, we shouldn't be taking the guys out of our community that could help our community. That's like what they did with my father. He would be considered a leader in his community because he made it to a certain point. And, you know, our own people took him out of the community. They did, that wasn't who took my father out of the community, but it's the same difference. Like, those guys should be there to make changes. They shouldn't be dying over uh, street beef, music beef, or whatever it is. You know, we should love them, and they should get a love back. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, just, just a few years ago, just like Nipsey Hussle, I mean, a lot of people have been taken out. Uh, it's very tragic. Um, so December 9th, though, uh, Kanye and Drake are going to uh, do a concert uh, benefit for your dad. That's That's got to be huge. Is, is there anybody else uh, uh, going to be with him? Oh, I'm not. I don't know. You know, Kanye and Drake, they have star power. I don't know who, who else may be there. It's very possible. Yeah. Uh, anybody in the business, I believe, those are some of the guys to work with and and be a part of whatever they do. So, uh, yeah, I don't know who else may be there, but it's very possible. Yeah, that's going to be huge right there, too. Um Man, what was it? What was it like to be on the uh, Drink Champs? That's a, a huge, huge platform. Man, it was um, it was exciting. It was scary. It's like, all of this is exciting and scary to me. Just yeah. talking to you right now, knowing that somebody is listening to what I'm saying, and to be on Drink Champs, um, a show that I've watched, big people that I've, you know, that I've watched all my life, and who I followed and listened to their music and different things that they do and knowing that I'm at the same place where they were at, like, yeah, it's, it's like I don't I don't even know how to explain it. It's exciting. That's pretty much how it is. It's exciting and that's a blessing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely uh, getting the word out. That's for sure. Um, you know, now uh, also uh, I see you got the, the shirt, Free My Father, uh, now, people could actually get those shirts uh, at your website, uh, LarryHooverJr.com. Um, that's, uh, uh, did you come up with the design for that? Or, well, how was yeah, that idea? Yep. I came up with the app for that. We, as I was putting, the, putting my lines together for the album, and we got to the end of the album, and we came up with it, and, you know, it was right there. Like, we got to use that, and so that's what it was. Plus, it's also a movement, you know what I mean? And it's not just for my father. It's for other fathers. The Free My Father shirt, if you notice, it has a blank spot in the middle, yeah. like a gym shirt. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be Larry Hoover on there. You can put your father on there or another father that you support, and 
you know, it's, it's, a, it's a movement, and it's not just Larry Hoover, even though it is about Larry Hoover. It's a lot of us that's been going through things, and we need our fathers back. It may even be mental mental health, mental illness, but father is a movement. It's a lot of other people with parents that are incarcerated than me, you know? So that's kind of why the, yeah. the, the spot is in the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, now, going back, uh, we were talking a little bit about the resurrection, and, uh, you know, your father was on that, of course, but then uh, you're on Kanye's Donda uh, and Mike Dean. Um, same guy that had your father on the resurrection, you and Donda. What 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 was that like? I mean, that that was just interesting. It was like uh, 360. Everything came back around. He did he did he um taped my father and put it together. And you know, 20 years. How long ago was the resurrection? Uh, 25 years. And and 25 years later, he was the same guy that took my voice and put it together on the album and put it to music. So, yeah, it was just interesting that it was the same guy that taped my father that wound up taping me, and it was with two different people, you know. Small world, I guess. Or it's it's funny how that tape, worked you out, know? you know. And, and uh, here you guys are all these years later. You know, hopefully you can get your father home, you know, real soon. And I, I want to thank you for taking the time out to do this. Uh, but I do have uh, the homie Sim from France. He's got a question or two for you real quick. Uh, I'm going to bring him on. Uh, and then I want to give you the floor after that, Larry, so you could uh, promote anything that's, that's going on that uh, our listeners need to be knowing about. Uh, Sim, are you there, brother? Yes, yes. Uh, hi, Scott. Hi, uh, Larry Hill, Jr. Yeah, your father is in, uh, in uh, Adelix, Florence, as El Chapo, do, do you know if he talked to him or, or could sometimes talk? But I know, say, sometimes in, in jail, uh, uh, only himself. Is he with okay, uh, well, El Chapo then? Yeah, I, I yeah. heard what he said. I understood what he said. Um, <laughs> from what he told me, he doesn't um, communicate with El Chapo. He, he gets the, you know, they have their ways of communicating with each other. You know, it's like, when you see the jail shows, I don't know about them doing letters, but I have seen how they talk through the toilets and what have you. And he has friends in there. I'm not sure who his friends are that he talked with. At one point in time, he was actually in a program where he got to go out in like a recreational room. It was like a senior program, but COVID kind of messed it up. And one of his friends was Jeff Fort, who also has pretty much the same title that he has. Chicago, and I'm quite sure all over the world he's known also. But, yeah, I don't really know who other people are that he talks to, but he hasn't mentioned El Chapo. I think I asked him about El Chapo, and, yeah, they, they're not in contact with each other. I don't even know if they're in the same area. And then depending on the age, they I think they keep the older guys in a certain area, even though they're still in their own cells. Okay, well, I'd like Right, thanks. <clears throat> well, that's what's up. Uh, do you have anything else? Yeah. Or, or, you good? Oh, oh, it was just about question back was uh, a number of GD, but he put worldwide GD, but uh, it's not some questions more that he made worldwide the name. <laughs> yeah. 
growth well, and development. So. Yeah, yeah. When did it change from over from to like when he when he changed everything? You said it was in the eighties he came up with the growth and development, right? Well, they started with the movement of growth and development. The book came out in like early nineties, so that's when it was actually on paper. It was a it was a book. It was a real thing. So they you know they actually would would teach guys. You know you had to go to school. And they would teach growth development to the guys that were in jail, so they could come back to the streets and be a part of society the right way. Yeah. So, like early '90s, it, I believe, is when it, when the book came out, and it was on growth and development. It was a thing that you could actually see and feel. Yeah, definitely uh, a very positive thing. You know, any time you're trying to help rehabilitate people and get them in the right direction, uh, that's something that needs to be, um, you know, showcased everywhere, you know, and people really need to get behind it. Um, Larry, I want to thank you again uh, for taking time out to talk to us. You know, uh, I hope you and your family have a happy holidays coming up, and uh, I hope your father gets to come home with you guys very soon. Before we get out of here, though, man, I want to give you the floor. Um Anything we didn't mention or anything you want to speak about, it's all yours, brother. Okay. Um, well, basically, I just want to, you know, thank everybody that's taking the chance to, taking the time to listen to my story and my plight and my father's plight and getting to hear the narrative other than what the media um, portrays. And, you know, we we have um the Larry Hoover project which is which is for my, for prison reform. You know, I have um Larry Hoover Junior underscore on Instagram where you can follow, you know, what's going on with the Larry Hoover situation also. And you know, my I just like everybody to know that my father was about the betterment of his community. He he's not about destroying his community. He deserves a, a second chance at life. He deserves to his wife touch his grandchildren. You know, at this age, death is around the corner. We want to see him die as a free man. We, you know what? We don't want to see death at all. We want to see him as a free man. Let's let's leave it like that. And I want I want the world to to put this information out here and get behind me and let the powers that be know that. Larry Hoover deserves a chance to be back in his community. He deserves a chance to be with his family. He deserves a chance for, I deserve a chance to see my father on the street, which I have never done, you know. So, yeah, he deserves redemption. And as far as these these youth are concerned, and as kill or be killed, he wants them to understand that you you can't kill everybody, and everybody isn't worth killing. Uh, that's a good quote. That's uh, that's almost better than uh, three can keep a secret if two are dead. Uh, that was an old line, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, again, man, uh, thanks again, Larry. You and yours, please take care of yourselves and be safe during these crazy times. You know, hopefully that gets better for us all too, uh, yeah. moving forward. You know, oh, hey, before I let you go, I, w- I want to talk a little bit of boxing, if you just got a second. I- I've seen, uh, you know, you-, you take a picture, uh, 
uh, with, uh, oh, I can't think of dude's name. Um, man, you just took a picture with dude. Uh, Crawford, he's fighting, Boxer? coming up. Yeah, yeah, man, um, yeah. Who, who, who are some of your favorite fighters right now? Well, of course, um, I'm, wa- I'm watching, you know, Shakur Stevenson. He comes from the, the Rap-A-Lot family by default. I'm Rap-A-Lot, you know what I mean? And uh, Shakur Stevens, I like I like Chance Crawford. Stevens did I mean, his thing the other, the other day, winning that belt. Oh, yeah, he did his thing. He was like an assassin out there. Yeah. Then, um, yep, yep, I, I like Tank Davis. You know, pretty much the the people at the top of the game stand up, and I see this new guy Zan Zenzer Zen. I can't. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but it's it's a new. His, I think he's a Hispanic guy that's coming up, and he's real slick. Looks like he's gonna put on a good show as time goes on. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of prospects out there. Heavyweight division starting to come back a little bit after a couple decades off. You know, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, oh yeah, Jay Prince. You know, he's always got some good fighters on hand. You know, and people don't realize he's, you know, he's done his thing in music. But man, he, he's a heck of a boxing promoter. You know, yeah, he's, he's really been doing uh, it for a long time. Now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Larry, thanks again, brother. And uh, man, it was an honor talking to you, man. Hopefully, we can do it again in the future. Okay, thanks for having me. Talk to you again.